are listening to the iZombie Veronica Mars Marshmallow Crossover Spectacular. My name is Stephanie. <laughs> My name is Robin, and uh, we don't want to wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You forgot that part. Okay. Oh, okay. It's all about yeah. branding. That's what Allison Mack told me. Hey, yo! All right, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about. I guess I'm doing your job now. Uh, I know what you'll do next summer, right? Uh-huh. Weevils wobble, but they don't go down. Mm-hmm. And the bitch is back. What? We're oh. also going to be wrapping up season three and talking about uh, what might have happened. So let's uh, let's get started here, huh? Yeah, that's very interesting. I can't wait to find out. Uh huh. Because it's so confusing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a whole uh, timeline to talk about. But, yeah, we got to talk about these episodes first. So, I Know What You'll Do Next Summer, uh, written by Jonathan Moskin and David Moulet. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, summary. Veronica's first case as legitimate private investigator is reuniting a father and son. But could potential fraud have repercussions? Meanwhile, Keith tries to stop a rash of burglaries, and Veronica, Logan, and Mac all consider what the future looks like. And I will say that this episode aired after the Gilmore Girls series finale. (gasps) It's all a circle. (laughs) Uh, So... I have uh, uh, several sections to talk about, and the first one is, um, the future is bright, or is it? Part one. (laughs) So this is about Mac. Um, So we start with uh, Mac and and Max, which is just, it's stuck in your mouth. Um, Just doing sex pizza sleep cycles. That's gross. uh, That's so gross. uh, When she opened the door, you know, to get the pizza from the delivery guy, I thought, oh, my God, you know, I bet this is male. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the pizza involved, you know. There's no showering involved, so all the oil is rising to their skins. (laughs) She said, uh, because she tells the delivery guy, she's like, I'm wearing a different shirt. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like this, I'm not just living here yeah 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 i went home (laughs) uh so she finds out max is going to be expelled but he doesn't care he's making lots of money and uh mac is uh kind of shocked by this so she talks with uh veronica about her mixed feelings and i love the whole line where she says uh love makes me lazy it's a dangerous drug it kills more brain cells than crystal meth that is so true. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. Um, but uh, the way this resolves is Mac tries to steer Max in the right direction, but uh, Max is happy what he's doing. And he's wondering if that's going to end things. And she says she's it changes things, but not much. Um, I need yeah. to get back to reality, but not right now. And then he starts snorting at her and... <laughs> Yeah, that was really cute that, uh, you know, they fell on the bed and then that, like, fell off the bed, which right. looked very real. Not <laughs> planned at all. But, yeah, she's, like, she feels guilty that this is an upset. And just like most young people, they're only thinking about right now, Max is yeah. making a lot of money and that's all that matters. He, mm-hmm. He's not thinking long term. 
Yeah, it's like on one hand, uh, I can understand how Mac must be feeling like I'm going forward, but this guy is just gonna <laughs> like yeah, sell not- term papers to college yeah. students. You know, like this is not what I had planned for myself. But it's like they're not getting married right now. She's in the first year of college. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. She can't expect that she's going to end up with him. Right. Or maybe he'll change in the next couple of years or something. But Mm -hmm. uh, so we go on to the future is bright or is it part two? And this is about um, Logan. So Logan meets Parker's parents and we find out that white flower is poison. (laughs) <laughs> pure sugar, Robin. It turns to sugar. <laughs> oh, okay. You're a big uh, white, po- white white flower no. poison advocate. No, uh, no. <laughs> I miss Wonder Bread. Um, <laughs> so the parents are looking forward to Parker coming home to Denver, and Logan's like, "Hey, no big deal, you know. Uh, tell you what, why don't you stay at my place instead instead of going home?" And she's like, "Oh, good." And he's like, "Yeah, while well, I go to South America to surf a dick." <laughs> Because I'm a guy, and that's what I do. I don't think what I'm about what I'm doing. I just do. Yeah, and uh, again, this this girl is uh, apparently hoping for a wedding ring or something. Because it's like, why did you not think it was a big deal? You'd be gone for three months. I mean, I guess that's good relationship maintenance to think of those things. But also, it's mm-hmm. like we don't. I don't know. You don't need to be together like all the time. I don't know. Yeah, we just started dating. <laughs> I just hadn't got around to telling you I was going to South America. Now, if Logan was with Veronica and Veronica had these concerns, I'd be a little bit more upset about this. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I'm not. Um, so, <laughs> so Parker asked Veronica why Logan is the way he is, and Veronica was just like, "That's because he is the way he is." Uh, yeah, <laughs> she was wondering if was it did it mean that he didn't didn't care about their relationship or it's just he's just being a guy and this is what they do they just don't think and she was like yeah he's just that's just him Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean anything so uh then logan goes because veronica's in the middle of this then logan goes to veronica about parker to see what she told parker and she tells him what she said and Logan starts wondering, you know, like, oh, am I really the way I am? <laughs> what, what are my feelings here, you know? So uh, Logan being a good guy, he asks Parker to go to South America with him. And he says, oh, I just had to process things. And she's super psyched. And, you know, you see the <laughs> reaction shot. And he's like, yeah, I was probably hoping that you'd say, no, it's okay. But, um, yeah, he's, he's not looking too thrilled about it. <laughs> So, side tangent, um, his travel partner, Dick, uh, gets his plans derailed because he finds uh, his father in his room, uh, Mm. somebody I affectionately call Big Dick. Yes. Um, And it's forcing him, you know, he's away at college and he doesn't have to really think about the past, the past year, mm -hmm. about Beaver. And so, his dad coming home is bringing all those emotions up. So good. I'm so glad that we get to touch on this just you know one more time before I, I like to just say the season is over, but the series is over. Um, that was a, that's a pretty traumatic thing for somebody to go through and to just be like all about boobs and beer for the next year. You know, we got a little bit of it at the beginning of the year, beginning of the season, but it really hasn't been talked too much. Um, well, I think there's there's been underlying sadness yeah 
Yeah, like he's burying his sadness with beer and boobs and mm-hmm. doing gross things. <laughs> <laughs> I think the subtext is there. Yeah. Um, so Dick yells at his dad about Cassidy and how he feels so guilty about how he used to bully him with his dad. And talks about this sad time, like just a picturing little Cassidy like taped to his bike and just pedaling around forever. And, you know, Dick thought it was hilarious back then, but really he was probably emotionally scarring his little brother. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so Logan, uh, Finds Dick and says he's about to tell him that Parker is going with them, and then Dick says that he's not going. So now, now Logan has to deal with the fact that he's going with his new girlfriend to South America on this big trip, <laughs> you know. So Parker, so he tell, he basically tells Parker that you know, oh, is this, I, this was a thing I was going to do with Dick, you know, I, I don't, I wouldn't want to go without him, which I guess is half true, but I'm sure it's also like I don't want to. <laughs> Go off on a three-month South America vacation with my new girlfriend. I don't know yeah. if I feel that way. Yeah, like I got roped into this vacation with her, and that's not what I was planning to do. Right? It just it just happened this way, and that's not it's not right. It's not fair. It's not love. Not fair. It's not, not fair for her. Love. Yeah, correct. So Parker says she's going to Denver. Mm. All right, uh, and my- she has weird pants on. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I'm so glad you're here for the fashions because I, I'm they're like, unless like, it's like, really noticeable, I start they're like capri them. pants. Yeah. They're like capri pants, but they're like culottes. They're uh, like a cross between capris and culottes. Weird. Mm. Like bell bottom capris. Hmm. Go ahead. So, must, oh, have, must have been a West Coast thing. I'm trying to picture it. Now I need to apparently go back to the DVDs because that sounds okay. weird. Picture, <laughs> picture capri pants. Yeah. But they were like. Big like, at the bottom. <laughs> they're like up to the ankles, but they're not just a little little cut and tight to the ankle. They're big, no, they're big and tight. floppy. <laughs> they're big and floppy, but they're they're not like to the ankles. They're like mid between the knee and the in the ankle. Mm. They're halfway between your ankle and your knee, and they were not fitted. They were very they flared out. So was this was she wearing this in the scene where Logan said he was going to go to South America with her? She was wearing that when she was like, well, great. I guess I'm going to Denver. Yeah. Yeah. Must have been the pants. Must have been. Maybe, maybe he was like, he was like, yeah, we're going to go to, oh, <laughs> deal breaker. <laughs> Fashion faux pas. Uh, my next topic is the future is bright or is it part three? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Veronica and Piz are reading. He's uh, And they're like kind of like messing with each other. Veronica studying for a PI license and uh, Piz reading Soldier of Misfortune, which we'll talk about later. Um, and I love I love the whole PI license test thing. It kind of yeah. comes out of nowhere. Yeah, and also, is this really a thing? <laughs> really? I, I mean, know. I know California has a lot of regulations, and they, you know, coffee is a carcinogen. <laughs> you know, in, in California, like everything's yeah. a carcinogen. But really, you have to have a license to be a private investigator. Maybe you get a pretty cool badge. It looks pretty mm-hmm. official. Looks pretty heavy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, but I love the 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 back and forth between Keith and Veronica because Veronica is just determined to beat Keith's score, and he keeps like busting in to like quiz her. Um, 
and then he's uh, impressed by Piz. I forget was, was it because of what he was reading. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, and Piz said, "Oh, kiss a death. Kiss Dad a death. likes me uh. <laughs> <laughs> because he says, oh, it's nice to see that your gentleman callers are all uh, only worried about the waves yeah, out of the right. waves." Uh, so, uh, Veronica, is, you know, fast forward, Veronica is, uh, really excited by Piz's work and he says that he might be getting an internship at Pitchfork, which means he would be gone to New York city for 12 weeks and Veronica is happy for him and he's not as thrilled about, about how happy yeah, she is Yeah, he doesn't him. feel very confident in their relationship. He's waiting for the other, sh- he knows he's not good enough. Yep, that's true. He knows Preach. he's super boring, <laughs> and his his time is limited. Mm-hmm. And at any moment, the other shoe will drop, and she will realize how boring he is and break up with him. I'm telling you, I'm sure Chris Lowell is an awesome person, and Piz mm-hmm. would be an awesome friend. But I just do not see like huge chemistry. I think they're it's it's as if it, it's it's if Veronica started going out with Wallace. It's just I don't know. It does. I don't see it. I. They're both attractive people, you know. But it just doesn't. I don't know. Yeah. I, we've been spoiled I mean, by hashtag he's love. Okay. Yeah, he's okay. <laughs> but there's no intensity. There's no. <laughs> no uh, bad boy. No. But I mean, it's funny. Like back then, I would not have known what Pitchfork was. Yeah, and they actually made an error. Um, which it's either, it's it'd be funny. Okay, so Pitchfork is not based in New York City. It's based in Chicago, um, mm-hmm. which is funny. It, you could either think of it as like uh, this is a writer's error for Veronica Mars, or uh, it's funny to think that Piz might be thinking he's moving into New York City when it turns out that he's moving to Chicago. He doesn't realize <laughs> it. Oh yeah, Pitchfork, well, New York City. <laughs> yeah, I mean it doesn't matter. It just I guess. I guess he could go work at uh, Tessa Thompson's uh, coffee shop if you know he can't get any work. Oh yeah, 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 Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was a diner. Was it a diner? I think it was a diner. Uh, so Veronica gets ninety-five on the test. She thinks she beat Keith by two points, but Keith's got a ninety-seven, which he leaves right in the desk for Veronica to see <laughs> and gloat over the phone too. Uh, we have a moment where Wallace tells Veronica not to break Piz's heart. Which he's still kind of leaning on that. He's even though they're together, he still doesn't trust it. Mm. Um, and you know, Piz is his good friend, and so is Veronica. But he knows that. Yeah, he knows them both very well, and he knows that this is not going to work. Right. <laughs> he's like, I don't see it. It's as if like Veronica go, would go out with me. It just, it just, it just doesn't doesn't feel right. <laughs> and Veronica, has got to have that excitement. Yeah. She's got to have the drama. Yeah. I'm telling you, if it's not Logan, it's got to be Vinnie Van Lowe. Uh, I'm just, I'm going to start hardcore shipping it for the revival. Get the hashtag Vervin started. <laughs> Anybody Vervin with me on Twitter? <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, okay, so Piz tells Veronica that he's actually thinking about now doing an internship at a Neptune radio station. Yeah, but that's overshadowed because Veronica gets a call. It's 12 weeks of FBI internship. She's so excited. Everybody's going away for 12 weeks. Um, and Keith's so excited, and she's so excited, and Piz is not excited at all. Mm. 
because probably he took the the radio internship and that's not what he wants to do it's right. boring and it's not exciting new york and he's like well dang she was going to virginia i could have went to new york and i guess by the end of the season we don't actually find out what his plan ends up being because if she was in virginia and he was in new york that's just like a three-hour train ride right uh yeah i think so but i mean i watch a lot of tv that's uh they all seem to be like Mulder and scully seem to like travel between like virginia and washington dc a lot so i'm sure new york city is nearby i don't know i live in vermont yeah (laughs) my next segment for this episode so many parts of this episode uh keith versus the crime wave and so we have Keith getting his officers to work on this, like, rash of burglaries, mostly in uh, O-Niner's territory. Didn't he call out, like, Kitsits and Horowitz? Yes, they, yes, he did. Okay. Is this uh, the writers from Lost? Yep. And uh, Once Upon a Time. Uh, at the time, Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz uh, were best known for uh, Birds of Prey, Felicity, and uh, a We Don't Want to Wait stable, popular. So, yeah. So they weren't on Lost yet. Nope. Maybe, maybe they were. I mean, this was a this was like a year or two into Lost when Veronica Mars ended. So maybe I'm not sure when they started. Okay. Yeah. When I heard the the names, I was like, that sounds so familiar. <laughs> yeah. Like. like <laughs> uh, so Veronica takes the exam and walks through the Hearst College job fair. I don't know why I left that in this section, but. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> has nothing to do with the rest. Uh, so Keith interrogates Tommy, who's stolen jewelry. Cliff is defending uh, to Keith's irritation. Oh, it's a great new yeah, dynamic. So, <laughs> yes, that's so crazy that, that now they're adversaries when yeah. they did work together. And, uh, <laughs> and this is just, I feel like this is foreshadowing or it's insinuating that... Um, Keith is not going to win the sheriff's election. Mm. Yeah, he's trying his hardest to get this uh, ro- these robberies done, and, but unfortunately, you know, the system is kind of protecting. But however, uh, Tommy raises his uh, arm, and he's got a shamrock tattoo, which means mm. only one thing: Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick's. By the way, uh, this is the final appearance in Veronica Mars of Darren Norris as Cliff McCormick. But you can tune in to Party Down and see him again. <laughs> <laughs> He, it, I, I did want to say he definitely returns in the movie, so we'll be talking about him again next week, I'm sure. I, I, honestly, IMDb doesn't say anything about him returning in the revival, but he's got to. He's got to. You know he does. Yeah. So Liam Fitzpatrick shows up and just so feeling super safe. And he says he hasn't seen Tommy in years and, and he knows that Keith doesn't have anything. That's why he'd just walk right in to the police department. And uh, Keith warns him that Don Lamb is not in charge anymore. And Liam says, um, Liam wants to know where Kendall and the money are. Which are like, oh, yeah, what happened to that? Uh, <laughs> Keith says Kendall is dead and the money was never his. Kendall Kendall is buried somewhere and the money was turned into a painting, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. never. Um, and donated to something. Some kind yeah, of charity. Yeah. Um, this is also the final appearance of Rodney Rowland as Liam, which makes me kind of irritated because, gosh, if ever there was a guy that needed to be thrown in jail, at <laughs> yeah, least or, or punched something. in the face by Keith. Uh, yeah, some, some kind of resolution. Uh, he is 
listed to return in the revival. Um, oh. I don't know in what capacity. I, he's listed as his character, though. So um, okay. But yeah, I hope either Keith beats his ass or Veronica does really, because <laughs> uh, he's got it coming. Um, oh, nothing worse than this homeowners association guy. Just I just nothing like I don't know. Like I have a vote, so therefore, like you, uh, you need to be doing your job, and we're all watching you. And it's like Keith is clearly a good guy. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> Home, these homeowner, these like people who want to keep the their value high in their houses. You know that they have. That's that's a good. Uh, uh, what am I to, What's the word? Intentions. He has good intentions, mm-hmm. but these people are the worst. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just I on this Facebook group for this town that's near me, like I just want to like beat all their butts. <laughs> they want to build an apartment complex, and people are complaining. Our schools are full as it is. It's an apartment complex. <sighs> anyway, anyway, these people are the worst. Mm-hmm. People who want to make sure that they're when you know. I can understand that I would not want my house to go down in value, but. <laughs> I, I bet this guy was a big supporter of uh, Woody's plan from last season. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, so Keith gets a report and he says something about replacing your security system safe house. And, uh, um, and he starts realizing that everybody's got the same security mm. system. So Vinny comes in there all gloating, saying, oh, I'm going to probably redecorate this and put some paint here. And, and Keith tells him that he knows that Vinny suggested safe house to these people and they were all robbed. So he must be working with the Patrick Fitzpatrick's and Vinny says, prove it. Um, which it's interesting. Like I always thought that Vinny, although being a complete tool <laughs> uh-huh. and wanting to, like, there's one thing to be like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to beat Keith and take what he has. I don't know. Well, he just wants to be mayor and he wants, you know, I mean, mayor. He wants to be sheriff and wear a badge. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's, he's changed his uh, attire. He's he doesn't look so slimy anymore, and he's uh, uh, he's just it's he's just a opportunist. He did he helped them with Duncan. He helped them uh, help Duncan escape, but only because he you know he yeah. never does anything for for good. He's he probably got a good payday. But the whole thing where he was undercover and he helped help Veronica out in the in the River Sticks, you know, I, I don't know. I always thought there was some sort of good to Vinny, even though he's just kind of like a no. jerk. But this is like, yes, I'm working with criminals so they can get their houses robbed, so I can become sheriff. So I, that's yeah, all that matters. That's mm-hmm. messed up. Yep, slime ball. <sighs> um, I also have to mention that uh, I, I believe uh, in the background of this shot we have uh deputy Sachs, and this is his uh last appearance uh brandon hillock as deputy Sachs, him and his mustache really yep he does show up in the movie but there's no credit in imdb showing that he's returning in the revival but you know oh interesting yeah i really like deputy Sachs. this like this whole he seems to be one left from when uh keith was sheriff before the first time yeah and just his, just, I don't know. He just seems to be a good guy and somebody that Keith can depend on. He's on right. Keith's side. Like, he still feels loyal to Keith and that Keith would be a good sheriff. 
Yeah, so is Inga. But we like didn't see Inga past the first season. We keep hearing about Inga. <laughs> I swear, yeah, like I her name badge is there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> her blackguard or whatever. Um, so yeah, at the end of this episode, Vinny releases a political ad, making him look great and reminding people of the crime wave. <laughs> oh. Oh, by the way. Yeah, he's like coaching kids softball. <laughs> Everyone was like, "Does he have kids?" <laughs> and Keith says, "None that he knows of," or something like that. <laughs> All right, uh, and this, and we're finally <laughs> to the main part of this episode: the case uh, of uh, Apollo and his father. So Apollo, Nelson Ellis, Nelson, Nelson Ellis. Yeah. Do you know where Nelson Ellis is from? Of course I I did all my research. You tell where me. Where is Nelson Ellis from? Oh, True Blood. He's, no, but- he's Lafayette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he's, no, he's from Bessemer, Alabama. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, did you want to say he was from? Yes, R.I.P. I had no idea. Ellis. Yeah. Did, it was just like last year, a year ago. Died at the age of 39 in 2017 uh, mm-hmm. due to serious complications from alcohol withdrawal syndrome. His family released a statement explaining his ongoing struggle with drugs and alcohol and his reluctance to talk to anybody about his addiction due to the shame he felt over it. In the days prior to his death, Ellis was attempting to withdraw from alcohol on his own and then had to be hospitalized and then just died. That's terrible. Just sad, you know? It's a very talented actor. Very. Like, he, he, his accent wasn't even, like, offensively bad. No. You know, it was, he, he seemed, that seemed natural. I, you know, he's a very different character in True Blood than Apollo <laughs> here. Uh, so I really didn't even recognize him, you know, until I looked it up and I was like, oh my God, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he doesn't have, like, a bandana over his, a colorful bandana over his head or anything. <laughs> Um, so Nelson, um, or sorry, Apollo, Nelson is the actor, uh, talks to Piz on the radio about how he was abducted, brainwashed, and given the appetite to kill by the LRA. And, uh, we find out that Apollo went to Hearst and had dedicated his book to, uh, Hearst advisor, Professor Lisa Tonin. And so Veronica gets a call from a guy named Kizza, who, and I love that she's calls herself Detective Mars when she answers the phone. And, uh, yeah, he wants proof that Apollo is his son. So Yeah, I thought there was going to be more with this professor. Yeah, wow. She was a, a big red herring, I felt. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Wallace doesn't trust. He thinks that this Kizza guy is probably trying to cash in. Mm-hmm. Uh, like an NBA parent or something yeah, like that. Yeah. But uh, Veronica has a letter from Apollo's mother and needs to ca- uh, compare it to a sample of his mother's handwriting to match it. Um, so Veronica asks Apollo for an interview and saying that she's doing the interview for the Hearst Free Press. And uh, his girlfriend, Olympia, pushes him into it. I love that Apollo is going out with Olympia. <laughs> <laughs> um, Olympia, by the way, looked familiar to me, but it's because, uh, well, she's played by Noelle Truel. True? Yeah. My tongue is slipping. She is the younger sister of Rachel True, who played Rochelle in The Craft. <laughs> oh. I, I don't know. Um, so Veronica goes to Apollo's room. He's a big GTA fan, which definitely sent up a warning sign with me. I was like, when, when we start suspecting that Apollo might not be who we think he is, I immediately was like, oh, why would a child soldier want to be run, run around a video game and brandish weapons? 
Yeah, because he mentioned in the opening uh, scene, it was like uh, they gave me the the thirst for killing or something like that. Something yeah, disturbing. So maybe, maybe they're saying that like he, I don't know, quenches that thirst by playing yeah, GTA. Yeah, can't, can't get away from the life. Yeah. So, yeah, he describes his life as a survivor, and Veronica is pretty entranced. And then she starts asking about, you know, what happened before the child soldiering. And Apollo says, um, uh, starts talking about his best friend James. Uh, the LRA made his best friend James shoot his mother. And then he talks about how, and like, the one thing that he has of hers is a shopping list. And so um, Veronica is able to compare the writing, and within 10 seconds, she determines it's a perfect match. <laughs> I'd love that. This is a TV show. Um, so Veronica tells Kizza he should come, and then Apollo. And the editor of the Hearst Free Press uh, wonder what Veronica is up to. <laughs> and Veronica fesses up. And uh, Kizza... Uh, so she tells him that Kizza left for the U.S. without even knowing Apollo's mom was pregnant. And shows him the ham running. But he says that the, the, the shopping list was in the paper and that this letter could be forged. And uh, Veronica says, well, try a blood test. But Apollo refuses. So this is uh, this is interesting because we get into this thing where all of a sudden Apollo goes missing and then Veronica has to uh, track Apollo down. But it's like uh, Apollo is, is leaving these breadcrumbs around. Mm-hmm. He's told his friends to, to give her all these different stories. Yeah. After you watch it, when you watch it the second time, you see that the girlfriend <laughs> sends uh, Veronica to his his uh, dorm room just in time to hear him on the phone. Yeah. With the movie studio. Oh, the movie studio, Silver Pictures. Yep. Jo- Joel Silver. Yep. The guy in charge of uh, one of the producers of Veronica Mars. Um, okay. And meanwhile, Kizza shows up and he's really baffled by the fact that Veronica has a is a is a young girl. And it has a fuzzy cat pen. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that was cute. Uh, so they sent him around. I mean, Zeke says that they don't talk. Dr. Tonin. And then he and says Dr. Tonin wrote the book. Not him. None of it actually happened. So they, they set up this whole Yeah, story. it's a very elaborate plan yeah. to get Veronica to tell the, the questionable dad, the dad, uh, the potential dad, that... Uh, there's no money, mm-hmm. and so if he doesn't show up, then uh, he, obviously he was just wanting money. And uh, so Veronica is left with this quandary: like, should I report this? Should I? It, it's so funny. Like Apollo's little game to prove that this father was actually his father and was you know was somebody that would stick around for the money could have just like blown his whole. Like put his whole career uh, as I don't know a writer or whatever into into question, like by spreading these rumors. <laughs> like she could have just called the Hearst Free Press and was, or you know, in an even bigger pop- publication, uh, Keith's friend uh, Lloyd Blankenship, and said, uh, "I I have people that are telling me that Apollo is not telling the truth and that this professor advisor it was the yeah, one that actually the wrote chance- the book." <laughs> Yeah, the chance of that getting out and becoming a story would be so damaging. Yeah. That you'd think that they wouldn't want to risk that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Apollo, I guess, takes it seriously about how much uh, um, he, you know, 
if the father's real or not. When you can just take a DNA test. Yeah. You can know like that. <laughs> but I think it's like he wants he wants his father to want him for, you know, and not for like yeah, any sort of the money. Right reasons. For the right reasons, yeah. yeah. So even if a blood test proved that uh, he was the father, he, he's there for because he wants his son, not because he wants his son's money. That's true. So, um, yeah, it's so weird. There was a weird placement of scenes where Veronica tells Kizza that Apollo's money may quickly go away and Kizza won't get any money. And Kizza says he's lonely. He wants to be there for Apollo. And then the very next scene, now Apollo is getting his drug, his, his blood drawn and uh, they're waiting for Kizza. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, Kizza doesn't show up. But it's because he's in, he's been detained. They've arrested yeah. him. Yeah, because just, he was driving a car with stolen plates or something. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So Veronica takes Apollo to meet Kizza, and he talks that he was named after the god of music and that his mother had a book of Greek myths. And Apollo remembers the book, and they realize, oh, father, and they weep together. And uh, fun fun fact, these two actors had never even met each other prior to that scene. And within like four minutes of meeting each other and getting the camera set up, uh, they pulled that scene off together. Yeah, but they're cool. really good. Yeah. A great scene. And so, yeah, in the background, also, uh, Wallace is signing up for Invisible Children, which, uh, you know, helps uh, child soldiers, you know. Yeah, he's putting his money where yeah. his mouth is. He's, yeah. He's, uh, you know, go, that's what he's going to do for the summer. He's going to go volunteer right. in Uganda. And then we get a little... Uh, Ad break at the end, uh, just Kristen Bell, Jason Doring, and Ryan Hansen asking for people to support the charity, InvisibleChildren.com. And uh, this uh, this charity, this organization, uh, was founded by uh, Jason Russell, Bobby Bailey, and Lauren Poole. Lauren Poole. And um, Ryan Hansen is the brother-in-law of Jason Russell. So, oh. so, you know, it's kind of an organization that's, you know, in the family, near to its heart. And uh, Rob Thomas said he found out about the charity through a student of his mother's. And also Ryan Hansen gave everybody in the writer's room uh, a book about it. And hmm. they had re- released a, a documentary about it. So, yeah. that's It was a different – It was that was a different topic, mm. you know, than what you're used to. You right. know, it wasn't child abuse or drugs or you – know, Yeah. Or those typical uh, – Afternoon, what is it? After school, especially episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, and I think it was like you know in the two thousands when all you know more attention was paid to some of the terrible stuff going down. down there. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, we when we went to New York the first time three years ago and saw um, oh Dana Guerrera. Yeah, her yeah. play and Lapita Nyong'o was in it. It was like a it was. An all-female, um, African-American, directed, written, acted, produced play about – it was in Liberia. But that's basically what it was about, like how it affected the women mm-hmm. in that country um, because of the wars and the soldiers and the – it was just – it was called? a very good play. Nope. Can't remember what <laughs> <laughs> Look it up, folks. Yeah, it was a good play. <laughs> Let's go on to Weevil's Wobble, But They Don't Go Down. This is written by Phil Clemmer 
Uh, Veronica helps Weevil, who was framed for selling fake debit cards. Uh, Wallace is being stalked, and Keith debates Vinny, and Logan goes after Piz. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, about this time, I guess, it was... Because we have that, where on your ID, you have uh, credit. Mm-hmm. You put money on there for for the cafeteria, or your books, the bookstore, or different things different different restaurants around campus will take the blazer bucks is what we have <laughs> so i guess that was your pirate uh, points kinda, <laughs> yes kind of new at the time that's when it was happening so yeah weevil uh francis capra is back on the show after being oh, off the hey. show for yeah surprise five, five episodes we've missed you weevil uh, apparently, he was struggling with a medical condition, and the medication he took for it caused his face and neck to swell and break out with acne. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> I noticed that his face looked rough. Yeah, yeah. I, I gotta say, this was a this was a case. <laughs> this might be <laughs> one that I'm like, yeah, we don't need to talk about every single detail of it. Uh, yeah, there was some kids that had this plan, and they used literary character or historical characters, uh, historical figures, names uh-huh. as as aliases, and they uh, they were framing Weevil as. But that was a really neat reveal. How the kids were like, you know, they were at the lineup. Mm-hmm. With Keith and and they were saying that it was number four and it and you're like we know it's Weevil we know it's Weevil oh guess what it's Weevil <laughs> of course it's Weevil yeah <laughs> and then you're thinking oh is he guilty no he's not guilty he's being framed and it all goes back to the beginning of the season when he spoke in class for right. her project talking about his life of crime why would anybody <laughs> set you up nobody knows about your criminal past oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because remember Diane Agron was in the Oh yeah In the class uh, Another cast member in this plot that uh, uh, stuck out uh, Is uh, Lauren Bowles Who played Holly on True Blood She was the uh, bursar It was the bursar Oh I knew she looked <laughs> I punched the bursar, bursar sir <laughs> That's right <laughs> <laughs> I knew she looked familiar Yeah yeah she was one of the waitresses Yeah uh, uh, so yeah, I don't know. This was a this was a case. It just seems to be so elaborately set up. Very like too elaborate. And then at the end, there was a third box. And yeah, Weevil, Weevil found it, but didn't tell Veronica. Like he just didn't tell her that he had it. Uh huh. Was that just to say? Yeah, dun, 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 we, dun, dun, dun. we thought that Weevil was had turned around, but maybe he's being drawn back to crime. Yeah, if they're gonna constantly suspect me of of crime, I might as well be a criminal. <laughs> and if I'm gonna live in this crappy apartment, have this low paying job, yeah. I could make some money. Get out of this crappy apartment. I like the answering machine jokes. That was funny when Weevil leaves a message and then has to call back from the <laughs> Oh, can you get a can you get an answer machine from this century or something yeah. like that? Oh, I like when she's has when she's confronting the group in the library and <laughs> and he's and he says, You can be one of us. Oh, is this where you turn me into a vampire? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, they're they're gonna give her an everlasting gobstopper ID. And it's just like, why would I ever do that? <laughs> like 
Um, so I want to eat at the cafeteria all the time at every meal. And you're just ripping our your rich kids for for one. Yeah, thing. that's ripping the off thing. The entire you, school. You were able to afford to go to Aspen for winter break. Yeah. But you can't you buy think a you're coffee ab- above paying for a lunch. Yeah, <laughs> and then blaming it on Weevil. And I love how she says it pisses her off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a pretty lot. Even I was just sitting there, like, wait a second, what? So just following one thing, and then they got into this whole discussion about how the IDs are made, and somebody lives in Marietta, Georgia, uh, and the machines are made in Marietta, Georgia. Okay, tell me this. I didn't understand this part. Okay, when they go to Diana Agron's uh, dorm room where Weevil had fixed their sink like the week before. Yeah. That's how they got his fingerprints? Yeah, because the roommate dumped ramen noodles down the sink, got it clogged, and then he had to go in under the sink. And he just picks the box up without knowing what it is, it being under the sink, to get at the drain. So that's how they got his fingerprints all over it. Okay. So they did that on purpose. Yep. Okay. And then she 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 likes her hair, so she wants to take a picture of her <laughs> because of her hair. She's like, yeah. okay. And it's because the picture was behind her of the group on the, the Aspen ski trip. Yeah. And I love how that, yeah, like, the next scene, those girls are walking down the hall and they see that picture up on the wall. Like, you know who these people are? Email me. Yeah. And the the other roommate, the first roommate was like, Oh, look, isn't this amazing? <laughs> so that original roommate had no idea. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Um, but yeah, and it's the funny thing where the confession, she records the confession, but it turns out she recorded it on the tape answering machine and it got cut off anyway. But it didn't matter. She just needed to think that she just needed the group to think she had the confession on right. tape. <clears throat> All right. So the next, uh, Weird secret society plot Because there are two in this episode (laughs) Is about the castle And it's just a quick thing To set this whole thing up Um, That there's this guy Stalking Wallace He's fishing stuff out of the garbage That he's throwing stuff in He's sitting in this library Just sitting there And Wallace gets a look at It does a little bait and switch And gets a look at a file that he has And it's got all of Wallace's schedule And photos and basketball stats and so, uh, while you know the stalker catches him, and Wallace asks him, and he says he's been tapped to join the castle. And uh, we'll say that the secret society is called the castle because it's based on William Randolph Hearst's famous estate uh, called Hearst's Castle. Oh, okay. So, a lot of a lot Very of West jokes. Coast thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so the next thing is Keith versus Vinny. Um, Keith catches Veronica and Piz making out. Piz asks him to come on the radio show. The radio show is this ridiculous debate. I mean, it sounds oh so familiar where um, they're getting on Keith's case because he really busted down on underage drinking. But Vinny just blows like blows it up saying, you know, uh, you, would you think it's as bad as murder and terrorism? <laughs> <laughs> and then just comparing it to then comparing it to uh, uh, kidnapping, 
you know what yeah yeah Vinny comes there to try to pander to the college students uh-huh. you know I, i'm not gonna bust the bar i'm gonna c- stop by and have a have a drink with you <laughs> yeah i'm gonna be your buddy i'm not gonna be trying to bust you <laughs> then he does this ridiculous thing where he did said he did time in the military and crime actually went down while he was on duty <laughs> like do you have any way of proving that it's like no it's just yeah um and then he starts coming after um uh Keith, veronica uh, yeah yeah, the Veronica, and then Veronica pops him in the back of the head, and he bonks his head on the microphone. Yeah, and the, like this is when I can, you know, people complaining about Veronica being smug mm-hmm. because Piz and Keith both acted like, "Yay, Veronica!" You know, you go get him, girl. <laughs> All she did was like pop him on the back of the head, like. Mm-hmm. But then he whacked his head on the microphone. It was really funny. Yeah, it was funny, <laughs> but he was being a total tool. Uh, this is the last appearance on the show of Ken Marino. Uh, he's going to be in the movie. We'll see him next week. But will he be in the revival? IMDb doesn't show it. Well, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of glad we don't know. I want surprises. I don't yeah. want to know what to expect. Okay, you want me not to tell you anymore? Oh wait, well, it's fine. No <laughs> it's usually at the end of a series, I kind of wrap up of whether where we see these characters next or whatever, especially if we have something we're going on to. But yeah. Um, all right. So my next uh, segment is the last one. I called it "Sex Surfboards and Email Attachments." Um, I don't know why I named these segments. It's like I'm writing dime store novels or something. Um, so. <laughs> Veronica tells Mac that Piz is moving. Mac suggests that she tell Piz she's upset about them being apart, too. Veronica calls Piz uh, across the room, across the dorm room on the phone, pretending it's during her FBI internship and then saying, oh, I wish I was with you, and then hangs up and is like, well, now we're back. And it's been 12 weeks, and wow, that was easy. And then there's kissing, and then there's promises of nudity, and I'm just like, Yeah, it it was a very weird scene, especially the because it was mentioned a couple of episodes ago that she was on a dance team. Yeah, and we were like, "Wait a minute, we saw you in high school, Veronica, and you weren't on a dance team." <laughs> I'm assuming when she mentioned that, it was her during her own nine days before. Oh, she was. Yeah, that's okay. Remember, her and Lily were uh, washing cars. So right. yeah, she was on. Um, she, she did Pep Squad. Of, I know that. Yeah. So I guess that's what she was talking about. So Dick asks Logan whether he tried to stop Beaver from jumping and then starts crying about how he duct taped his brother to his bike. Yeah, that's the part where he talks about that. And he's super drunk. And Logan asks him to go surfing in the morning. And, and he says, well, I'll take 24 of these with me in case I don't like what I see. Yeah. Matt, Mac catches Mars shaving her legs with a Venus razor so her legs don't look like Pluto's. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> that was cute. I read that and, boys and like shaved legs and teen people. Max says, yeah. I read in FHM that boys like bare breasts. <laughs> <laughs> bare breasts, you say? <laughs> I'm sorry, I cut you off. What were you going to say? Bare breasts, you say? <laughs> no, no. Before that. I don't know. Oh, that's what I was going to (laughs) say. Oh, okay. You can say it again if you want. That's 
All right, so we go to the beach, and Wallace, Mac, Piz, and Veronica are trying out Wallace's plane, and there's a nice little joke about Matchbox 20 reuniting, and Piz says... That Rob Thomas is a... What did he say? Whore. A whore. (laughs) Uh, Which is funny. I just love it. Uh, I forgot that this actually... You know, because I know the one for my zombie, and we even get like Rob Thomas guest starring on my zombie. Um, but just hearing somebody talking about Rob Thomas, where it's kind of a joke. Yeah, I, I had to tell my husband. You know, my husband yeah. has no clue, no clue <laughs> about all of this. <laughs> and, so, and then he was like, "Oh, these are the same people that do our zombie." <laughs> yeah. Where have you been? <laughs> yeah. like, how do you, how do you? Normal people, how do you get through life what is your without world like? knowing these fascinating things? I wish things like this weren't so important to me, but <laughs> yeah. So uh, Wallace flies the sea monkey and it crashes in front of Logan and Dick, and then they all get together and they drink in front of a fire. And Max says, Wallace needs more thrust, and Dick says, <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which I believe was the earliest occurrence of that joke that I know of. <laughs> Is it before the office? I don't know. I'm assuming the office started later, but I don't know. Maybe I'm getting my time on. Like so. I don't think so. This was like 07. Yeah. Then the office started in 10, 2010. Maybe I'm wrong. No, the office was 05. Oh. I, yeah, I think this is definitely an office. Okay. Uh, reference Yeah but um, I, I could have sworn they got it from somewhere else Like it, it was a joke that was bef- Before that because like Michael Scott Never has original jokes That's, that's uh. um, So Matt goes to help Wallace uh, get his plane Started and uh, Dick Joins and then talks to Mac about His behavior towards her And Beaver and, it, and it, you know he's, a, he's sorry and she says it's cool And since he's drunk he tries to kiss her <laughs> Uh, so, um, meanwhile, Piz is saying, oh, I had no time to surf because of my summer job. And Logan's like, oh, you had a summer job. Well, geez, I guess, uh, you know, I'm Mr. Rich guy or whatever, you know, I'm filled with frivolity. Yeah. I'm just frivolous. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what Piz was just trying to make small talk. He was just talking and it doesn't matter what he would have said. It would have, uh, hurt, um, Logan's feelings. He was going to, Logan's feelings were just, he was going to get hurt some, no matter what was mm-hmm. said. And Logan's been drinking and I don't know. Yeah. I guess he's like, you know, f- freshly dumped by Parker, but, it, but, you know, he's always loved Veronica. So hashtag love. Um, so yeah, Veronica says enough and they walk off. Later on, Dick shows Logan a video. Um, he got into an email, the subject line, Emission to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a video of Veronica and Piz about to bone. It's the it's from earlier in the episode and it says it shows that there's a camera in the room and this video is going around in an email. Okay, it's so weird. Hold on, I'm gonna sneeze. <laughs> that um uh, they got it on. She got she was naked. Uh-huh. And then Logan comes in and confronts her with this, and she says, "Which I think uh, this ooh, ends up being okay, 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 okay." No, okay. we have to get to the good part first. Okay, Logan, uh, you, are you going to sneeze? Because uh, no, we're all I'm... waiting for it. <laughs> I think it's okay. <laughs> uh, 
Logan uh, goes right to the campus, yanks Piz out of one of his radio shows, and beats the Piz out of him, as I wrote. Uh, <laughs> but Piz does get a few good shots in. I will give it I to like him. When, I like when Piz like, runs out of the room, mm-hmm. and then when Logan comes out of the door, he like sucker punches him. Yep, yep, exactly. That, that was pretty ingenious. <laughs> because mostly, Logan has the upper hand on him. Mm-hmm. It's hard for Piz to get a punch. He's got the element of surprise. Yeah. The thing about Logan, he's very volatile, but it's almost it's almost like, um, I love you so much it makes me mad. Yeah. Or like, I'm mad. It's almost like he gets love and anger confused or something. Right. Like they're the same thing. Jeez. Uh, yeah, and he's just... Because remember, like, earlier when... When she got her head shaved, when she got attacked in the parking mm-hmm. garage, you know, he got mad. Yeah. It's almost like, like, I love you so much. I'm so worried about you that I'm just going to get mad. Yeah. Yeah. I, he, you know, again, he loves Veronica. And he, the, his problem here is he jumps to the conclusion that his voluntarily videotaped him and Veronica and uh, sent it around in an email. Yeah. Like, <laughs> which you just. I just that even sound like Piz. Like as much as Logan's interacting with him, does he seem like? I mean, maybe he can think that he's a secret creep. You know, people can act yeah. friendly and be a secret creep. Like he doesn't know him very well. Parker Abrams. <laughs> we'll never forgive you, Parker Abrams. Uh, Tom Rob Thomas thought that most fight scenes on this show are not well done, but uh, no, because they're they're, they're filmed quickly <laughs> and without a second unit. However, he was pleased with this one, um, stating mm-hmm. that um, there was only one punch he saw in it that looked fake. And yeah, Logan shows up at Mars Investigations covered in blood. <laughs> and he's like, there's something you should know. Credits. It's like, oh God, did he kill Piz? <laughs> I know. That's what I was thinking, that he really hurt Piz yeah. bad, badly. But um, yeah, as far as the, the fight scenes not being shot well... I ju- you know, it's the CW. I give I give it a pass because yeah. it's the CW. CW doesn't have as much money as other networks. But also, this was the time uh, where HD was becoming a thing, and looking like cinematic quality was mm. not, uh, you know, the norm like it is now. Now right. it, it's amazing how you just don't see sub. Par quality television shows at all. I don't just think is- like this is not a show that might have had like a fight choreographer, you know? Yeah. On call, I mean, you know, it was a couple of probably uh, you know stunt people setting up so everything's safe and looks good for the camera. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's not. It wasn't a high priority as far as you know the the funny dialogue is the the mysteries that's what's important not the mm-hmm. action or the thoughts so uh you go to these credits and you're like oh my god you know and, and just imagine like waiting a whole week but actually um in real life uh since the gilmore girls series finale was the previous week they had a two-hour block this the following week where they could add, uh, air weevil's wobble and then right after it the veronica mars series finale mm. um so uh, let's get into that. Actually, I do have to uh, just tell people TVTime.com 
Check out the app. We're on there. We're, our, our podcast is streaming on there. You go to the show, Veronica Mars and uh, iZombie, I believe, and uh, you can hear our podcast. Um, and, you know, TV time, people, thank you for listening. Um, and uh, uh, we're on the TVTalk.fm, the TV Talk Network. A bunch of fun podcasts on there you guys can check out. All right, so the series finale. The bitch is back. Uh, Elton John's song title, much like uh, iZombie season four finale, uh, was uh, Annie Shall Be a Good Man from the uh-huh. Elton John song Levon. So um, I guess Rob is a uh, is an Elton fan. Did you see that trailer for, uh, is it Goodbye Yellow Brick Road? Is that what the Elton John movie is? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I, forget. I don't know either, but as soon as I, yeah, as soon as I saw I mean, I can't wait. Yeah, I saw that, that trailer. Like, I was, I was. That sold. looks like it's going to have so much more personality. Oh boy, than, here we go. It's than a direct slam at Bohemian Rhapsody that shall not be named. Oh uh, my god, that movie was so boring. I really liked it. I'm sorry. The popular opinion is that it was boring, or that uh, it was just standard biopic. It was a standard biopic. They also uh, screwed up a lot of. Uh, <laughs> The timeline Facts. of, uh, yeah. So, but, you know, if you want to hear some good Queen songs and, you know, you don't want to watch Highlander or Flash Gordon, I would say, uh, check that one out. <laughs> it's so weird when you're watching television and, you know, every once in a while I see commercials and a commercial will come on with a Queen song. It'll go off. Another commercial comes on with a Queen song. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of Queen Nothing songs. makes me... More irritated than, than hearing like good music, you know, advertising for people. Uh-huh. I just, uh. but uh, yeah, I definitely want to see that Elton John movie. I was, I was thinking to myself, oh man, this is like I'm not even that big of an Elton John fan, but the movie looks. Fun. Yeah, I'm not a G- Elton John fan now, but uh, growing up, like that was that was my dad's favorite. Oh yeah, musician. You know, we had all the eight tracks. Oh yeah, we, uh, you were the one that uh, told me all about what Annie Shall Be a Good Man was about. I had no idea about that song, but it's a good song. Oh. Um, okay, so The Bitch is Back, uh, written by Rob Thomas and Diane Ruggiero, uh, friends of the pod. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the synopsis is, uh, Veronica is in full revenge mode after finding out about the video and follows a trail that leads her to Jake Kane and to her father, losing any chance of being Neptune's sheriff. Happy endings abound. <laughs> yeah, you know, this is all I can think of is Empire Strikes Back. Uh, it just is so depressing. Uh-huh. I didn't make segments out of this because it all is pretty much this one case following it through. Um, mm-hmm. So, okay, so we're with Bloody Logan telling Veronica about the video, and Veronica says that she and Piz have not had the sex yet. And I'm, I don't know. Was I the only one that jumped up and cheered? And I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I thought that's weird. Like, what? Like she got her boobs out, but didn't like you know make with the sex. Yeah, like what is she waiting <laughs> on? Um, Maybe or, it's because it's Piz and it's not Logan. Yeah, that's probably what she's yeah. waiting on. Yeah, she's like, all right, yeah. all right, have you petting? Sure. Yeah, Piz is probably not as. Um, I mean, uh, hot is that uh, the term? <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it, I was just waiting for the explanation of why they didn't. Yeah. What the importance of 
or was it because Keith was just right in the next room and she was just trying <laughs> to she, get Logan yeah. to calm down because she didn't want him to oh, the whole true. episode she doesn't want Keith to know to find out about the, the sex tape yeah that's true because I was thinking um, at first she was saying that she didn't have sex with him because she thought that her father was listening but I'm sure her father would be out of his office and demanding more information if he was overhearing any of this so uh-huh. so yeah I guess they really haven't had the sex um, so he confesses to fighting Piz and Veronica kicks him right out and so oh, you're, you're out of my life forever mm. and uh, yeah Wallace is pissed he brings Wall- he brings Piz back to his room he's Piz is He's pretty been to the up. hospital. Yeah, yeah. He got uh, stitches and the ribs, I guess. Yeah, his ribs. Mm-hmm. I love Wallace. He's just like, oh, we're having a conversation. You know, <laughs> I would have loved to see that carry through, but Veronica does stop him uh, because you know Wallace and Logan have are, have this relationship. You know, I mean, they're not super buds, but they've hung out enough where you know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe even if he wasn't friends with Logan, they probably wouldn't have stopped uh, Wallace from coming at him. But we'll never see it. No. Nope. Uh, Parker goes to Logan, says she's an idiot. He's still in love with Veronica. We all get it. I don't know why she hasn't yet. Yeah. Uh, and he can't disagree. And then he tries to tell her to be angry for her friend. Oh, and that's where she dumps him. Man, I got this all mixed up. Ah, uh, okay. And she walks out, and there's Veronica in the hallway. You know, as oh. we usually do. He's all yours. Mm. And Veronica's not why I'm here. <laughs> uh, Veronica calls Logan a lunatic. And he says, as your friend, I was angry what happened to you. And that, yeah, that's what she says. You're out of my life forever. We're not friends. Ah. And then Dick, of course, says that uh, Veronica's stock went up. This video is great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, he, enthusiasm. He gives her a plus for enthusiasm. <laughs> And she then says one of my favorite Veronica Mars quotes. Do you remember? <laughs> After all remember. these years, do you not instinctively fear me? <laughs> uh. So, yeah, the video is from Chip. Uh, and Dick's like, oh, yeah, I forwarded it to my entire ad- address book. I always forward porn. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I enjoyed that. I, yeah. I guess everybody else would enjoy it. <laughs> God, it's like, Dick, you are the worst person, but why am I laughing so hard? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I can't wait to see him in the movie in the uh, new series. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I can't wait to watch Play It Again, Dick. I can't wait to watch uh, Ryan Hansen Solves Mysteries on TV. Is that what uh, it's called? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which I think was just canceled. So I think there's like two seasons of it. I haven't watched it oh. yet, but. Oh, you're watching him in Party Down. Up. Yeah, Party Down. Oh my gosh. Yeah, uh, Roman calls him uh, a dick in Party Down. It's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Weevil offers his help, and Veronica says she wants him to shiv her. <laughs> <laughs> and then says, Oh, you know, I, I might be taking up on your help. So Veronica walks into the food court, everybody's looking at her, and she's back in high school again. Uh, and this is one of those back to the beginning, end of the season, end of the series kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, just like just like uh, Wallace uh, flying the um, the plane. Yeah, the, the, plane the model the plane. Beach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it's like you know, it's like upgraded. Uh-huh. It's like uh, better than before. Mm-hmm. 
And by the way, there are, I, I, I don't know if you've looked, but on my season three DVDs, uh, that last DVD is chock full of extras. I didn't even get to it all. There was like a, like almost like a hour and a half of Rob Thomas and Dan Etheridge talking about uh, different episodes and different things that they liked uh, from, I think from the sh- from season three or maybe just from the show overall. But huh. I definitely plan to get on get get to it. I, I did watch uh, a few of the shorter extras, and one of them was a uh, behind the scenes as the um, I think the prop manager uh, was walking around, the, like the property manager manager. Mm-hmm. Was walking the camera around the set and showing everybody the set, and th- like this college food court is a set. It's all built. Oh, okay. It's so it like it looks so realistic, but it's really neat to have the radio station there in the food court. Yeah, yeah, and they brought the camera out, you know, into the radio station, and you can see how it looks onto the food court, and you know, it's not like a manipulated shot or anything, any sort of green screen or anything like that. It's it's all one set. Mm-hmm. And I believe you said something about Spaghetti Western the other week, and I was back in my mind. I was like, I have no idea what she's talking about, but whatever. Um, I noticed this time as, as they're, they're doing the the set uh, uh, tour that the one of the restaurants in the food court is Spaghetti Western. Yeah, I didn't even realize. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would because uh, they were ordering, you know, uh, what. Uh, Parmesan uh, eggplant Parmesan. It was when when uh, Mac was about. <gasps> there it is. <laughs> hey, if you were waiting for it, there it is, folks. I'm not editing it out. <laughs> <laughs> it was a surprise to me too. All right. Uh, yeah, when Mac was trying to decide if she was going to break up with what's his name? Uh, Max. <laughs> no, the other guy. Uh, uh oh uh oh god oh my god Bronze Branson Bronson Bronson yes Bronson. Uh, yes uh so yeah it's funny that in this food court it's spaghetti western and there's holy crepes and then the coffee <laughs> shop is called hollowed grounds which I just never uh, noticed before it's just in the I background didn't I didn't know that um so yeah, she tells Chip. She asks Chip where the video came from, and he's like, "Don't know, don't care." And she says, "Well, you will care when I start to get my revenge on." And she stalks out, and he runs after her. Hey, well, uh, Dominic DeSanti, you, you, we're cool, right? 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 <laughs> that was great. Um, so yeah, it's it's funny. We go from Dick to uh, um, Dick to Chip. And now we're going into this Dominic guy, and I almost wish that they had more, uh, you know, people we we met in the college, you know, yeah. How this somehow got funneled through, like maybe it went to Max or you know Bronson or somebody else, you know, uh, maybe you know how they did in the end of season one. They had all, like, oh, remember this person from this oh, episode? Oh, that was a great episode. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, remember that? Remember no, this? Remember yeah. this person? And now we got this dominant guy, and then we go to uh, Gory Goria. They call him Gory and Goria Sorokin, and uh, who does a whole. Oh wait, I love this. The whole thing where Dominic uh, shuts her out, and he ends up finding uh, his car on blocks, and Weevil like going, "Oh man, he must have some bad karma." And so he comes back, uh. and she's sitting in his room in the dark, and starts singing "Bad Day." Uh, yeah, well, first she uh, she had his credit cards closed out. Yeah. 
Yep. So he that's how, why he left the restaurant. Yep. Yeah. 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 He gets so pissed. He start, he he advances on her. He's about to hit her or something, and she just pulls his taser out. Bzz, bzz. Yeah. Maybe so. Is happy. this the guy that uh, drops his towel? No, that's Goria. Who uh-huh. who? Yeah. Dominic's like, don't tell him I told you, but she she does, and he credits her on her pom poms, and then drops his towel and is like, save for a drink. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's so like intimate, sexually and intimidate. That's that's mm-hmm. really messed up. Yeah. Like it's not just a come on; it's a power play. Right? She should have got her taser out again. He would have been completely uh, uh, caught off guard. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, come on over here. Let me just uh, reach down and. <laughs> um. So uh, she listens to a bug she left in Goria's room, um, and it's pledges getting instructions. And she watches the pledges picking up instructions, and one of them is Wallace. And um, she asks him what he's been doing, and he tells her about the castle. And yeah, like okay, the University of Alabama—they have the machine. Oh, this is a thing there too. It's a thing. It's a very powerful. All white, all male. um, Like they run the, uh, they're they all end up in politics and uh, business owners and executive, you know, very powerful people. Mm. And um, I was listening to a podcast recently where they were they made it they were trying to make it sound sinister. Yeah, more sinister than it really is. But um, there was a pe- a family on pizza company, pizza restaurant that did like all the business at the university back in the seventies or eighties, and basically the machine put them out of business. Uh, wow. um, and also, there was a documentary back years ago about a African American girl running for homecoming queen. At the school, and the machine decides who's going to be the homecoming queen. Who's going to be the SGA president? The SGA president is is very important, mm-hmm. and they they decide who that's going to be. And I think a couple of years ago, they allowed it to be like the first African American male to be SGA president. That was like a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, also, talking about the castle, how they're getting people to confess like their worst. Sins, right? To, so they can uh, have that as evidence against them, so they won't tell. Like I would have thought that was ridiculous. Like if if somebody tries to get me to confess my worst secret, like I don't have any secrets. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, recently we've been listening to all of these podcasts and finding out about that cult that um, Allison Mack. Is involved in, and that's what they were doing. Nexium, yeah. Nexium, getting people to, um, and and it's not just that they're confessing; they're they're voluntarily giving up this information to make themselves be disciplined enough not to talk. Mm. You know. Uh, yeah, I mean they 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 give them a confession, they get the power, and then all of a sudden. Now they have somebody has leverage on them, so when they do get get more power and uh, you know succeed in you know running the country, maybe uh, <laughs> that uh, uh, they they can be blackmailed. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, before I knew all about Nexium, I would have thought that was uh, weird, uh-huh. but it's that that's totally a tactic that somebody would use to keep people quiet about organizations. 
So yeah, this is where I got all confused. Um, so like Wallace, Wallace tells Veronica about the castle, and uh, you know th- through a series of events, he discovers that uh, they bugged him. And they found out information about him going to Professor's house instead of going to some sort of event or something. And uh, and then he says that it was the same device that uh, they used on they used to get Veronica. So th- I kind of just missed out on that. I, I was like, why? Why is this? Uh, why is the castle concerned about Veronica? But it turns out that you know this is Wallace's room. So Veronica kind of by happenstance ends up on their videotape where really it was there to watch Wallace. Oh. Yeah. But I guess because somebody found out that they got this video and probably is not a fan of Veronica Mars, uh, (laughs) uh, decided to use it or decided to have it spread uh, through his little underling. Um, but um, okay, we're skipping ahead. I didn't know either. Because I, I, I was know. very confused. I'm like, why? Yeah. What? Why did they care? Why? Did, why yeah. Why, why did these two things yeah. matter? Why did one thing lead to the other? Yeah. It's it's very rushed. I bet this whole castle thing would have been, you know, if they had a full season, a couple of more, a couple more episodes. episodes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because it's a good idea. It might have been like even a, a good like fourth season topic if they were in college the next season. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, yeah. Wallace is instructed to go to a small room, strip his underwear, put on the collar, and he has a spy pen. But he has to get rid of it, and um, and it's a whole thing where it's like, tell us the truth, or your bl- or, and your brothers don't get punished. And you know, all of a sudden he gets buzzed, but it's because somebody else lied. Uh huh. Um, so they Wallace doesn't want anything to do with it, but then he heard. Uh, through there that they called him 2400 instead of three three is his basketball number but 2400 he's like oh and i remember uh this guy had a perfect sat score it was 2400 that's probably it's probably him he looks like josh groban just <laughs> 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 like this random like let's get from this point to another point so veronica spots uh dominic with a cast looks like he got into some trouble for saying gory's name and she sits down with Piz and eats, and then some jackass completely heckles them. And uh, Piz escorts her out, saying karma will get him. Another mention of karma. And Veronica says she wants to run him over with her karma. Um, so I, I did want to mention, um, there was a scene cut earlier in this episode. Um, it, so remember the part where Ver- Veronica uh, had to bring Keith a uniform? Because he dropped yeah. salad in his lap. And it's just this quick scene. He's talking about how he's going to get his photo taken. And I thought it was just a simple let's check in with Keith kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, but there was also another scene filmed in the police station where uh, uh, Leo pulls her aside and says he got the video sent to his email as well. Like he got spread as far as his email. So this this video is gone like everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And he's like super pissed and um, – you know, she pleads with him not to tell her dad because it would either kill him or he would kill the person who shot it. <laughs> uh huh. So, so they had that deleted scene, and uh, uh, so at this point in the episode, they were like over time, and they had well, sorry, not at yeah, this point because we the- didn't do the credits. Mm-hmm. You know, we had uh, they didn't. Oh, they, the main uh, credits. The main credit yeah. just had the names, and I was like, "Oh, this episode's going to be super packed." Yeah, yeah. So, 
they were overtime in this episode, and they had a choice between that scene and the scene where the jackass heckles uh, Veronica and Piz escorts her out. And uh, in the end, Rob Thomas decided that although this deleted scene was more essential to the plot, uh, the Leo scene, the the cafeteria scene was more essential to the characters. He said it was important mm-hmm. to see how Piz would would defend Veronica as opposed to how um, Logan does at the end of the episode. Logan. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of, Dick gives Logan a big thumbs up to Logan for a good beatdown, and Logan's looking pretty guilty. Uh, meanwhile, Veronica follows Josh Groban to this mansion, sneaks in the dog door, rips her sweater, and stumbles into a huge painting of Lily Kane. What? Yeah, I, I really like that, how it brings it all back to season one. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, um, she uh, she goes into this office and uh, then has to hide under the desk. Gory meeting with uh, Jake Kane. And uh, Jake is back. And... Uh, He's in. He's been in charge of this castle thing, um, and I guess you know it's probably how he got to be O nine er status. And he also had, uh, you know, it kind of reflects on why they wanted Wallace because you know they want the engineers, they want the they want the people that are going to be important to the tech industry. And, uh-huh. uh, Jake definitely was. And oh, we got another huge painting of Duncan as well. Yeah, and I like how it just stayed on that painting, and then it turned into daytime. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, it's interesting that Jake has this painting of Duncan hung up in his office, but Lily is on display for everybody to see. <laughs> like the, the son that ran away to Australia. <laughs> eh. uh, so well, but also he has a doggy door, but he doesn't have an alarm system. They've been there a month. <laughs> oh, you should have, should have installed a safe house. I hear it's great. Um. So yeah, Veronica steals his hard drive. Uh, Keith comes to investigate And we see Terrence is there too And he says it was a, a tiny thief that came through And he and Keith Spots the ripped fabric of course He goes to the neighbor who has Surveillance cameras And and Keith sees his daughter to on a, the camera. What is it? Uh, DVR what, It was before DVR What was the thing called before the DVR? Oh he called it a DVR Oh I thought it was uh, oh, Never mind Sorry. Okay <laughs> So he takes the DVR. Yeah, and, and oh, and he talks to the security guard who Gills. was one of the deputies that he fired. The jerk, the the guy who might have been Lamb at one point before that was all changed. That's my ongoing theory. Ah, uh, uh, and of course he's completely unhelpful because he's getting paid good money to not reveal who might have been at this castle party. Um. And uh, we get also a payoff of the last episode talking about that supercomputer that could have made these IDs and a bunch of techno babble in that area. But uh-huh. we know there's a supercomputer, and now Mac wants to use it to uh, get into Jay Kane's hard drive. What did she say when she walked in the when Weevil let him in the room? Oh gosh, I forgot. Hello, my lovely. Yeah, something like that. Sweetie, or some endearing name. <laughs> yeah, she's in love. Um, and of course, you know, Weevil helps her in, helps them in. Um, meanwhile, Keith Oh, is- wait, Veronica's mad at Keith. What is she mad at Keith for? Mm. Oh, this is where he goes through her closet. Oh, yeah, yeah. And finds the blue sweater, and she's mad at him, and she's like, I'm going to Max to spend the night. <laughs> yep. And meanwhile, Terrence is getting closer 
uh, because he's interrogating the neighbor and he finds out about the DVR. So um, Jake goes into Keith's office and uh, there's a reporter there and super excited to get this big scoop that uh, Keith might be um, holding on to evidence that he shouldn't have or something like that. Yeah, this is interesting because, you know, watching the case for Adnan Syed, Mm -hmm. like thinking about Dawn, how his mother was the uh, manager of the lens crafter and she probably doctored his time card to make it look like he was like he had an alibi uh, that day yeah it's like as a parent would you alter evidence <laughs> to get your kid out of trouble like mm. how 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 bad is that anyway it's a she it's like, your kid she like but, but she also like broke in like she's not gonna get hard time i don't think right she broke in and she stole something she stole a very important hard drive. Yeah, I she guess. didn't murder her girlfriend. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Quite a difference. Um, so while uh, Mac and Veronica uh, crack the hard drive, Keith goes into the evidence room and uses a magnet on a speaker to erase the DVR. Oh, and I'm going, no, Keith, don't, don't no. do it, don't. The sheriff's election is coming up. You're not gonna win. Ah. I know. So, so sad. again, just as. Before, Kane. What's his name? Jake Kane. Jake Kane ruins Keith. Mm. I get. We we assume. Yeah. We guess. Yeah. That's it's all we it's can coming. Guess. If only we could find a season four to watch to find out. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. When Veronica wakes up that morning and she gets dressed, goes out, and she goes to to vote. They start playing. It only rains in Southern. It uh, it never rains in Southern California. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good. Because I knew I, I did I couldn't remember anything about the last. I knew that there was a sex tape. I knew that there were rapes in season three. I just remembered and, it was a sad ending. <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't remember what it was. I remember the song. I remember her walking down the sidewalk. Yeah, thinking that's terrible. That's a travesty. How the series ends. And so when that scene started and the song starts up. I wanted to cry. I was like, this is the end. Yep. This is it. This We get no, there's no satisfactory ending. It's not, you don't feel, you know, there's no, it's just, it just ends. I know. In the middle of a mystery. Would you like to tell the listeners what uh, you told me <laughs> about watching it with your husband? Oh, about how, yeah, he had no clue. He was, I showed him the te- the teaser, uh-huh. the teaser with the taser. And he was so happy. He, he had no idea that there was another season that we get to watch. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we skipped over but, a couple uh, okay. things, though, before we get to the okay. end. Okay, what did we miss? Well, I mean, number one, uh, on the hard drive are confessions. Um, and so... Going back to, like, 1938 or yeah. something like that. Veronica gives Niche a, the list of the members, not the confessions. Um, and... Uh, First off, uh, we go to the food court again, and Logan apologizes, and Veronica says he should apologize to Piz. And that's when um, Mr. Gory intervenes and gives her bug back and says, you know, I'm glad you're so popular now because you're a bitch. And I just love – Logan's just standing behind, and you're like, good. He's grown. He's <laughs> he's going to look good to Veronica because he's not going to do anything. He's going to give – Keep the power in Veronica's hands and 
you know, if she wants to take care of him, she will, or she will ask Logan to go after him, or something else. Like Veronica is very capable of uh, getting her revenge on, as she says. Uh, but uh, he gets up and he just all of a sudden <laughs> just like uh, he just goes after, uh, throttles him, even though he's connected. And he tells Logan, "You're gonna die." And Logan says, "Yeah, someday." Which I just badass. <laughs> yeah. And then Logan, about to leave, turns and sees P- sees Piz, and uh, apologizes. And Piz doesn't even say anything because he got um, well completely neutered uh, in that food court without doing a thing. <laughs> You're just like, oh. There's somebody valiantly defending Veronica. And yeah, which is better? A person that will, you know, yeah, at least beat the Logan piss out of has, somebody. <laughs> at least Logan has passion. Yeah, yeah. But it is good to, it's good to avoid conflict. Uh, I, I, can, I can understand that too, for sure. Mm-hmm. But as a TV watcher, it's more fun to watch Logan. <laughs> uh and uh, that is my uh, closing argument for the I gave Piz a shot one more time uh, <laughs> discussion. I don't know. I went into season three thinking, uh, you know, I remember him being a good, good character. I just what what is the problem here? And uh, watching it through, I yeah, he's a good guy. I like Piz, um, but I just do not get him with Logan or with Veronica. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, especially compared to Logan. Compared to Logan, yeah. Uh, Rob Thomas says he highlighted the scene in which Logan attacks uh, Goria uh, for showcasing the romantic ambiguity between Logan, Veronica, and Piz. Rob Thomas counseled Chris Lowell about his facial expression before filming, and he was pleased with the end results, saying, It breaks my heart. Uh, because, yeah, Piz is, uh, you know. He's still a good guy. It's not. It's not like he didn't like. He, you know, jumping in and helping Logan beat this guy up probably wouldn't have been a good look. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It, I don't know. They're just two extremes. Yeah. So they're Veronica, two sides of a coin. Yeah. So Veronica goes to visit Jake, gives him his hard drive, says if he calls the sheriff, everything in here goes public, and she remember she memorized many of the confessions. Um. I don't know if that'll do any good at all, but um, maybe she recorded them too. I don't know. <laughs> but then she says, leave my dad out of it. And Jake says, too late for that, Veronica. <sighs> and so she goes home and yeah, this uh, the scene is like, you know, Keith made gumbo. She tells him she loves him and he says he never doubts it. And uh, there's like, you know, Keith knowing that he erased the DVR uh, and um he will probably get in trouble for it and he'll, you know, and Veronica knowing that Jake has already gone after Keith. And so, you know, the next day when she sees the paper, um, it says that, I mean, I am kind of wondering whether or not Keith knew that the, uh, Jake had his prosecutor filing charges against Keith. Um, but, or, you know, his lawyer, I guess I'm assuming maybe, maybe he did. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> Uh, Rob Thomas calls, calls the moment when Keith made Veronica dinner like quintessential Keith and indicative of his lasting commitment to his daughter. And yeah, she goes to vote and it really doesn't matter. Nothing matters. The end. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now let's talk about 
what could have been, what should have been, what might have been. You want me to get get, get my trivia on? <laughs> yes. Put your trivia hat on. All right. I have a definite timeline set up here, and it's all in order for you okay. for you to hear the story of the end of Veronica Mars. Uh, so the network told Rob Thomas in advance that season three was probably going to be the last of his show. So he could have the opportunity to wrap up the series. The ratings were pretty bad, uh, even compared to previous seasons. And even with the Gilmore Girls lead in. And um, so after Papa's Cabin, uh, the show was put on a nearly two month hiatus before the airing of Un-American Graffiti. And remember I mentioned that the Pussycat Dolls uh had a uh, variety show for during that time, the two month hiatus. Okay. Uh, apparently, it did better ratings than Veronica Mars. Oh, oh my like, God. That hurts my heart. That hurts my parts. Yeah. Is that what Pin says? It hurts <laughs> my parts. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, um, the CW is thinking, oh, we should do some more reality stuff. Uh, you know, it's not as expensive. But anyway, so during the hiatus, you know, in between Papa's Cabin and Un-American Graffiti, uh, Rob Thomas, you know, came up with this idea for season four and to have it take place in the FBI Academy. And he got together with everybody and filmed an extended pitch for the fourth season that advances the show's timeline considerably. And so let's go through that, shall we? (laughs) Okay. Well, I'll just say that. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll say I'll save this for the end. Okay. So if folks don't know what we're talking about, take a look, maybe search on YouTube. It's on YouTube. It's like, just like type in like Veronica Mars, FBI or something like that, or Veronica Mars, potential season four, season four pitch. Um, so let's get into season four, episode one. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Rob changed the series uh, as a last, last ditch effort because uh, CW president Don Ostroff was interested in a first year cop show on the network. And Rob was like, oh, we can do that with Veronica. Um, and he says he originally wanted Veronica to be in, end up in the FBI in the uh, seventh or eighth season. Uh, and so this was a two-week shoot. They came up with a new direction, uh, new characters, uh, script within 48 hours. And it was shot within 10 days after that. Uh, Dan Etheridge said it was thrilling, like just kind of shoot that on the run. And I think, you know, despite whether or not we like like it in comparison to the rest of the show, not not a bad job pulling off like you know fifteen minutes of a show in like two weeks. You know, with I don't know how much of a budget they might have had for that or whatever. Um, Rob said they wanted to they they needed to have like a new a new look for it. You know, to really just kind of change the show. So he said like when you get away from the golden rooms and all the color and. You know, set it in a more cooler tone, a sleekier and sexier uh, Veronica Mars. So uh, the thing starts off with uh, Bob Gunton, who guests as uh, uh, Principal Harris. I don't know if you do you remember him at all? Is he Shawshank? Yeah. Yep. He was the warden in Shawshank. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's one yeah. of those guys. You've seen him a million times. Uh-huh. And he usually plays this part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess it's the Shawshank. Uh, warden that yeah, it's like the Shawshank Warden was less religious and more creepy, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and he starts like you know talking about talking to Veronica Mars, and we're like, what, what? She's like a student, what? She's wit bad. Yeah, she's like. <laughs> they talk about how you? she's like a mother who gave away her kid and is now in some sort of detention center. 
and he starts playing some music to set the mood and he puts his hands on her shoulders and like tell me about the real you and then it does this hard cut to a title a quick title credit showing veronica and i don't know if it i don't did you watch this on a dvd or did you watch this on youtube i watched it on youtube it's funny because um I don't, I, i'm assuming they did it on youtube too but uh did you notice every time where it said fbi it was blurred out uh, no no <laughs> yeah at least it was on the DVD. They blur out uh, the words FBI and you know any si- sort of FBI signage in this office. They blur out. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm- I know that on the YouTube clip, every time they cussed, it was like bleeped. Oh yeah, yeah. They were they were swearing at it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. So Veronica walks into FBI headquarters and says, "I'm Veronica Mars. I'm new." And uh, it's like, "Oh yeah, new Veronica Mars." Okay. So we have fast-forwarded to the first day of FBI. Um, she talks about Callie Farmer, who is a you know a suck-up teacher's pet kind of thing, overachiever. And in walks the FBI boss, Walton Goggins. I was like, whoa, Walton, they got the Goggs. But then they also got Parker Abrams, who I will <laughs> never, ever forgive. I know. Um, He's, it's so weird. He's a good-looking guy, but... You hate his guts. I hate him so much for what yeah. he did to Buffy. Um, and then uh, Niche is there. Oh, is Niche there? I didn't even recognize her. She has long hair now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, it's this whole, like, FBI staff room. They're the way they chase down the book rate bomber. And, you know, Veronica, of course, is like, it's, it's just like first day of college again. She's, you know, super smart, sticks out. Well, now, first, they talk about going to a strip club. They're going to have to send somebody to a strip club, and they yeah. all look at her, and she's like, uh-uh, and then they're like, oh, we need to send you to uh, high school. <laughs> we need somebody who's ready to go back to high school. <laughs> and she was like, I'd rather go to the strip club. <laughs> and so we go back to the principal's, principal's office, and we see uh, that Agent Parker Abrams is in the uh, car listening to this whole thing and waiting for her to bust him, you know? And so, um, so the uh, principal uh, unzips his pants and presents himself, and uh, uh, and he's you know offers two months off her sentence, and she tries to get up, and then he shoves her back down in the chair, and she says she's FBI, and then we get a slow motion shot of the principal running, pulling his pants, <laughs> and Veronica chasing, <laughs> and he gets nailed by the car door. Um. Which is, you know, the only thing Parker Abrams has done good in his life, except for, you know, be a good guy to Jack on Dawson's Creek. Um, so um, we go back to the FBI meeting and we meet, oh, Seth, you know, who Veronica is not happy he's there and apologizes. Oh, they have for a past. Her. Oh, they have a past, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, oh, I'll be professional. He didn't hurt me that much. Da, da, da. Um, that guy didn't look familiar at all. No, I didn't even. Did I look that actor up? Maybe I did. I don't know. And Parker and Veronica uh, stake out a coffee shop looking for the bomber. And he profiles the bomber and then, like, picks on her saying that, you know, she feels threatened by how smart he is. So <laughs> Rob said that he wanted to show the network who might want something in, like, kind of a Grey's Anatomy vibe because that show was on back then. Um <laughs> It still is. And, you made that Grey's Anatomy, that show that's still on today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Grey's Anatomy, so this is like 2007, 2008, which is so Grey's uh-huh. Anatomy is going to like season four at this point. 
Okay. Um, okay. So yeah, he's like, uh, we, you know, the network might like a little, like a some relationship drums, you know, thrown in here. And uh, show how Veronica was balancing work and a complicated love life. Blah. Okay. So, <laughs> so <laughs> Veronica uh, finds out by uh, Chief Goggins uh, that Callie didn't tell her about drinks after work, and Veronica and Callie go visit this source. And Callie says it was actually Seth that didn't tell her. Um, and Veronica starts seeing ships and bottles in this place and then sneaks in the back room and finds bomb stuff. And she comes out, the bomber has a knife to Callie's throat, and Veronica pulls out her gun. And we get this dum 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 like zoom in <laughs> on Veronica, and it, that's the end of it. Um, wow. So let me just finish up what I have to say about what, what I what I found out about this. Okay, so okay. Rob says that these aren't just scenes they drop in the show. This is just a sampling for the network, what they might see in season four. You know, um, and Dan Etheridge said they were moving towards a sleeker, sexy, sleeker, sexier show, uh, but they weren't going to lose the heart of what makes Veronica Veronica or the show Veronica Mars Veronica Mars. And Rob said the big story over these past three seasons was getting past the bitterness and resentment of what had been heaped on Veronica. And the challenge for this potential season four was to find out where that story was three years later after three years jumping ahead. What are you going to say? Um, it's very, you know, it's, it's very well known that shows are not, are, it's very hard for a show to tackle moving from high school to college and still be good. Yeah. You know, I mean, even the show Buffy that we love with all our heart, nobody really likes season four. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you like Buffy season four, you're an oddball. It had its moments. It did. It had some good episodes. Yeah. But overall, it was terrible. But I mean, um, obviously, number one, Parker Abrams was in it. Exactly. <laughs> But then but, again, Pedro uh, Pascal was in it as well. So, I mean, that's some good things. Yeah. Uh, and I can, <laughs> you know, I can see moving the, being more, in, uh, you, you, doing FBI, you have the opportunity to do so many stories. Mm-hmm. There's lots of stories, just like yeah. the bombing or strip clubs or. This could be something that Rob had, uh, was moving the show towards anyway. This the handling the case of the week and the mythology, the the overarching story is yeah. Veronica's like relationships. Yeah, so all that high school stuff and college stuff, that was all kitty kitty stories and right. I mean we, we beat the rape horse to death. You know? yeah, yeah. So um I could see that, that would that would have been that would have given the show a lot of years to go. Um, you know, if watching this, I'm I'm going. Where's Keith? Where's Logan? Where's Dick? Uh, uh, yeah. Where's Mac? Where's Wallace? Where's Where is everybody? Um, yeah, that's I, true. I'm assuming that you know they just filmed this at, with the total intention of keeping their cast and putting them in different roles in Veronica's life. You know, mm-hmm. maybe Keith is still running the PI. Um, you know, every, Mac of course is uh, uh, the uh, computer expert. In the FBI, um, oh, definitely. I mean, I mean, we got we have NCIS, we have uh, Criminal Minds. She's, they all have she's these. The things. Girl in the chair. Girl in the chair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but what could have been? Oh well. Been. And then it's weird to 
to know that that never happened in the, the movie. It's so, so funny because there, it, listen for it. There is a there is a joke about it in the movie, um, which I was reminded of when I was looking at trivia. Uh, okay, uh, so during the hiatus, uh, Enrico Colantoni stated that the CW had seen the first filmed uh, the filmed first ten pages of this uh, uh, season four pitch and reacted ne- negatively. However, Rob Thomas said CW hadn't seen the pitch yet and would on May 2nd, the day after the series returns with Un-American Graffiti. So it's kind of weird. It's like, I don't know, was was Enrico like had bad Who's information or, yeah. it, or or did was Enrico like, well, they didn't put me in it. Maybe they're phasing Keith out. This kind of ticks me off. Yeah, <laughs> I have no idea. Um, so the teaser presented to the network on May 2nd, 2007. The Hollywood Reporter wrote that Don Ostroff, president of the CW at the time, had responded positively to the new concept. The series' title might be changed if the FBI idea had been accepted. Um, the CW had recently canceled Gilmore Girls, leading some news outlets to speculate that Veronica Mars might be renewed in order to fill a schedule hole. Um, several cast members, including uh, Julie Gonzalo and Chris L- uh, Lowell, and you know Parker and Piz had also already taken other acting opportunities in anticipation of the series cancellation. But Rob Thomas said, I don't think we're dead. I kind of like our chances. So that's May 2nd. We have debasement tapes airing on May 8th. And then I know what you'll do next summer airing on May 15th. So two days after the first episode we talked about this week, uh, this 2007 CW upfront happened. Uh, Don Ostroff Mm -hmm. announced that Veronica Mars was not part of the new primetime lineup and was not coming back. When asked if the series could continue with the FBI concept, Ostroff said, it's not going to happen. The series was completely gone in any form. <laughs> Ouch. Dang. Don't mean. Don Ostroff. Ah, don't mince what, just, just tell it like it is. Just <laughs> lay it out there. I mean, dang. After the series was canceled, a group of fans who called themselves the Cloud Watchers, I have no idea why, uh, sent more than 10,000 Mars bars to the CW, hoping the network would reverse its decision and renew the series. Um, I'm sorry, that is that sounds like a gift <laughs> to me. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we have tons of Mars bars. Thank you, fans. Um, yeah, but what, what? Oh, it was Chuck. In the subway, somebody was successful. Some fan group was successful with getting their show picked oh, up. Jericho. Oh, Jericho! Oh, the peanuts! Yeah, no, he said nuts or something like that in the finale. I forget, um, but they sent a bunch of peanuts. Yeah. Uh, um. So uh, yeah. So that's May seventeenth, and then all of a sudden, the following week. Um, not sure if it's related, but they just burn off the last two episodes of Veronica Mars back to back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob Thomas said he was upset by the decision So he wrote the season finale as An anti-finale He and Diane Ruggiero removed seven minutes of material From the original cut They wanted to create an ambiguous finale That did not resolve everything neatly In retrospect he has said he doesn't regret it Because they could not have made the movie If the show had had a proper ending mm. And yeah my last It's m- just yeah it's so funny how You know just little things Could change things completely mm-hmm. Yeah, my last note here is like a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that's exciting. Yeah, I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, me too. 
Actually, you know, I gave to the Kickstarter. You did? Um, I'm a terrible fan. Nice. Is your name in the credits? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, next week we're going to record a little earlier because uh, Robin's going to see Avengers on our recording night. (laughs) Uh, So we're going to be talking about Veronica Mars, the movie, and then we're going to be talking about Play It Again Dick. Because, uh, yeah, the movie came out on March 13th, 2014 And then they released the web series Play It Again Dick on September 16th So, if you're watching chronologically, that's how to do it We will not be talking about, we're not going to be reading two novels uh, But, uh, (laughs) you know, if you want to talk in our Facebook group about how awesome the novels are I'd love to hear it, or tweet us Um, I read the first one, I barely remember it But that's more about my memory than the content Um but uh, yeah, so you got because Rob was originally a novelist, right? He just just fell into television. Yeah, I think that's interesting. Like, I didn't plan on I didn't plan on becoming a successful television <laughs> creator, but now I'm doing a zombie show. I don't know. Oops, maybe is that. A- <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, two weeks till uh, the I Zombie returns. Um, so we will be doing one more. Uh, Veronica Mars episode here About uh, the movie and play it again Dick And then uh, We don't want to wait we'll go on a hiatus And iZombie podcast will continue going uh, Talking about iZombie And then we just found out that uh, If they do not uh, Do a break between The end of iZombie Or anywhere during the run Of the final season of iZombie um, Veronica Mars Revival will actually air uh, the day after <laughs> I zombie <laughs> series finale is It's crazy It's two different wow. networks I don't know how they pulled that off But uh, it works perfect for us <laughs> <laughs> So we don't get our coverage jumbled up But um, you know Folks that are subscribed And we don't want to wait feel, uh, uh, Feed will I'm going to probably uh, release our You know coverage of the Veronica Mars uh, Revival on both feeds as well So um, I was at first wasn't going to do that Then I realized Oh wait That's not being very fair to our We don't want to wait subscribers So um, Yeah So Another ep- epic Long episode But that's par for the course For a uh, Series finale Yeah And uh, it's still not over <laughs> One more Veronica Mars Week And I'm glad Because I was so sad Yeah I mean I was so ugh, Yeah Depressed I'm imagining it might have been pretty terrible if I watched this during its original run, but I didn't. Because I'm the worst person. I don't know. I was watching Lost, maybe. <laughs> I don't know why yeah. I didn't turn it. Yeah. I was like, what's UPN? Was... At the... <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was just like so obsessed with Lost. Yeah. Because I thought it was so deep. It still and is. Spoiler, spoiler alert. No, it's not. It's not that deep. <laughs> it's not as deep as they think it is. It's got it's got lots of red herrings and polar mm-hmm. bears. Mm-hmm. All right, we should wrap this up. Bye, everybody. Bye. I'm so sick. <laughs> <laughs>